All the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords and for the segment. Who else? Joining us in the studio is Adam. Good morning. Hello, Lena. Good morning. Uh, do you ever get anxious before going on air? Before going on air? Yeah. Uh, He's going to say no. <laughs> Never. Not anymore. <laughs> really? You know what's funny is that people assume that I've been doing yeah. this dance for so many years and yeah. I don't get anxious. I do get anxious well, and I get nervous all the time. I think it's a, a case by case thing. Okay. I mean, some some I do get anxious, some I don't. It's it's my company that eases your mind, huh? Exactly. <laughs> you know me too well, Lena. No, this is a, this is a lie <laughs> concocted you, in a moment's you, uh, notice. You answered your own question. Right? No, it's because it, I didn't get the answer that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, well, of course, but of course, thought, a different one. It depends on the show. Uh, it depends on the setting. It depends. On, there's a lot of variables on on what makes me anxious before I go on air. This isn't one of them. I um, think comfort is a big element, as you've said. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable in the environment? It's not yeah. just the people that you're working with on air. It's everybody else behind mm. the scenes that makes a show possible. And yeah. uh, without their support, we would feel incredibly anxious. Yeah. Ooh, I take back my answer. I never feel anxious before yeah. going on air. Well, it's, if, 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 if it's something I've been doing a long time and every day, mm. like this, or mm. before when I was uh, anchoring the news, yeah. then not really. I don't really get anxious. Anxious, right. uh, but if there's something new, what about uh, interviews? Interviews. Uh, I didn't mean to dwell on this for this long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, and, and case by case. Sometimes case by case as well. It depends yeah. on who I'm interviewing, what the setting is, and uh, yeah, there's a lot to consider. And in that short amount of time before you have before the interview, what do you do yeah. if you feel slightly anxious? What do I do if I feel slightly anxious? That is a good question. I try to breathe very ah, deeply. That's a big that's a big point. I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I try to go back to basics, you know, mm. like uh, and get instill some confidence in myself and saying, You're good at this, you got this. You I'm know. best. I'm the best actually. Well, <laughs> not I'm the best. That's being a, a bit arrogant. But. A lot of broadcasters I think do this. A yeah. lot of I think actors do this mm-hmm. before taking the stage or braving any kind of live show or it, you you tell yourself, You got yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. It All helps. Right. Yeah, that was a really long intro. I didn't mean to dwell there. But it's interesting, though. Isn't yeah. it an interesting I haven't really thought about that. Yeah. All right. Listeners, give it a thought. And when Diane joins us in the studio, we'll talk about it more in detail. Why is anxiety not always just a bad thing? Hmm. And with that, let's move on. We're going to yes. jump into keyword news, <laughs> taking a look at some major headlines this morning. Uh, Omicron is now officially the dominant strain in the country. So let's begin with our local COVID coverage. Here's our first keyword of the day. Record cases. So this Omicron-fueled surge in Korea is leading to another wave of COVID infections. A country is expected to hit a record number of daily cases today. What's mm-hmm. the latest, Anna? Yeah, so Korea's daily coronavirus cases stayed above 7,000 for the third straight day yesterday. The Omicron variant has become the dominant strain in the country. Uh, its detection rate reached uh, just over uh, 50% last week. As of 9 p.m. yesterday, the number again surpassed 7,000. The daily tally that's calculated until midnight and will be announced today is expected to hit a fresh high. Uh, The current daily record is 7,848. Some predict the tally could reach over 8,000 or even near uh, 9,000 as well. Uh, And also what's worrying is seeing these numbers early in the week uh, is a bit concerning as Mm. caseloads usually tend to be lower during this time of the week. 
Uh, and to stem the spread of Omicron, the government is set to implement a new medical response system that's catered to the variants from tomorrow, in mm-hmm, fact. Mm-hmm. It'll focus on early virus detection and treatment for high-risk groups. People in low-risk groups will take a rapid antigen test at mm-hmm. testing sites and PCR tests will be carried out on high-risk groups. Mm-hmm. The self-quarantine period for unvaccinated patients will be shortened to seven days from the current 10 Fully vaccinated people will be subject to monitoring instead mm. of undergoing quarantine if they test positive. But this is just a test run in mm. select regions for the time being, right? Yeah, a test run, but a test run in places yeah. where there is a lot uh, of Omicron vari- uh, variant cases, cases yeah. spreading, which are Gwangju, uh, South Chola Province, Pyeongtaek and Ansang. So mm. it's kind of a trial basis in those regions, but uh, a well-needed one sure. at that. Uh, and of course, officials will then decide whether to implement the new system nationwide if need be. All right, uh, we're moving on to our second keyword of the day. Endemic. So experts are cautiously optimistic, cautiously, I think, being a key word there, that Mm -hmm. COVID-19 is moving closer to the endemic phase. Even the WHO official in Europe carefully suggesting Omicron spread could lead to stabilization. What Mm -hmm. are some assessments that have come out? Yeah, so doctors are optimistic the number of people getting infected with uh, the highly contagious Omicron variant will put immunity in a place where the pandemic could eventually become endemic. Now, for those who don't know, the endemic phase is when uh, hospitals are aren't overwhelmed and case levels are low, making the virus more manageable, uh, the flu being one of them, if sure. you will. Uh, that's an assessment by the WHO's Europe director, Hans Kluger, in an interview with AFP. He said it is plausible that uh, Europe, for one anyway, is moving towards a kind of pandemic end game. Mm. Uh, he projected that there will be uh, a, what he called a period of quiet uh, before COVID-19 may come back towards the end of the year, but not necessarily uh, as a pandemic. I think it's uh, referring to the quiet before the storm, if you will. Uh, Kluger said that the pandemic has entered a new phase with the Omicron variant, which could infect 60% of people in Europe by March. And he added COVID could become a seasonal disease in the months to come, like Mm. the flu. Mm. Uh, But he cautioned, of course, that it was still too early to consider (laughs) the coronavirus uh, endemic for the time being. And it seems the WHO chief is majorly cautioning us against this kind of optimism that seems to be a little bit too early. Yeah, it's uh, a bit confusing because it's officials from the same organization, the WHO. One is the the chief of the Europe uh, department and the one is the chief of the WHO. WHO itself and it seems like Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus is kind of contradicting mm. the comments by Kluger uh, or downplaying the optimism if mm. you will uh, he said the global conditions are ripe for COVID to mutate into more new variants mm. and he added it is dangerous to assume the pandemic is approaching its end game mm. and he urged countries not to gamble on a virus whose evolution can't be controlled or predicted uh, and he also noted that the current coronavirus cases would still be a huge burden on the world's health systems and that the consequences of long COVID Uh, are not yet fully understood. All right. Well, there you have it. Trying to manage our expectations of what to expect in this year. Mm -hmm. It seems that, though, the general tone is everyone's a little more cautious with their wording, knowing that last year there was a bigger sense of optimism around Mm -hmm. maybe spring and summer. And then that was managed a great deal by other spikes, right? Mm -hmm. We'll leave it there for now. Taking a look at South Korea's job market, this is our third keyword of the day. 
discouraged workers. Isn't that the worst? Mm. And we're not just talking about people who are employed, but actually the opposite. A mm. weak job market in Korea seems to be taking its toll on job seekers, with a number of discouraged workers uh, reaching a new high. This mm. is really important when taking a look at employment numbers, right? Yeah. These are people who are qualified who may mm. not be actively looking. So run us mm. through the details. Yeah, exactly. That is the description of a discouraged worker. It basically refers to those who have basically given up on finding a yeah. job because there's not enough opportunities out there. Mm. Uh, statistics career data shows that there were some 62,000 people who wanted a job uh, but did not look for one for more than four weeks because they thought they wouldn't be able to get one. Uh, that was the highest figure since data was first compiled in 2014. Uh, and this is despite the fact that they are qualified for work and they want to work and also have previous job search uh, experience as well and mm. job experience. Now, the increase in the number of such workers is widely attributed to the weak labor market because of the fallout from the pandemic. Mm. There's just not uh, a lot of companies that are recruiting. Mm -hmm. uh, there are actually a lot more layoffs as well. Now, the number of people who were unemployed for more than six months last year also increased to 130,000. What's worrying is that around half were in their 20s and 30s, the, uh, what should be the most economic, uh, economically active right. demographic. Um, this suggests that while the country's unemployment rate actually dropped last year, the long-term unemployment issue has gotten more serious. The unemployment numbers in Korea are very misleading because it does take into account temporary jobs, mm. part-time jobs, mm -hmm. jobs that could last for six months. But mm. when, it term, when in t uh, taking into consideration careers, not so very good. All right. We're going to leave it there for now. On to our fourth keyword of the day. East anti-graft law. So the Lunar New Year holiday is now just a week away. It is mm. a time when people buy gifts for their family, their colleagues, and extended families. Mm. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> but this year, the anti-graft law has been eased to increase spending mm. for co-workers and colleagues. Mm -hmm. uh, what should we know? Yeah, so this is uh, another year uh, of the Lunar New Year holiday amidst the pandemic. Yeah. And of course, the government is trying to increase uh, spending revenue. In past years, there's been strict limits on the value of gifts that can be given to people in certain jobs, like public officials and teachers. This is to prevent corruption, and it's known as uh, the Kim Yong-nan law, or mm -hmm. the anti-graft law. Uh, but this year, the law has been revised to allow gifts of up to 200,000 won. That's double the previous limit. Uh, the perennial favorites at major holidays are Korean beef or hanu and fruit, but demand for seafood and health products has also surged. Mm. Uh, large retail stores and chains are diversifying their gift sets to offer a greater range of items in different price ranges. Oh, I did see that. Smaller yeah. boxes, if you will. Yeah, and the the ones that are in most demand are those that are priced between 100,000 won and 200,000 won. Mm. So, of course, those items are expected to be very popular this year as well. Mm. Uh, the pandemic has made it hard to give gifts in person uh, but this Lunar New Year good quality gifts are as much in demand as ever mm. uh, this is not the first time though for the price cap to be raised in time for a national holiday mm. uh, but this time the actual law itself has been revised rather than just a temporary easing what of does it. that mean? So it basically means that the, uh, the the law in itself is cemented as saying 200,001 right. is now the cap okay. uh, previously it was just like ah, for this period to that period we'll just uh, right. yeah we'll just uh, ease it a little bit uh, but now it's pretty much set in stone uh, now the law didn't really affect that many people beforehand but the revision is certainly welcome news 
interest to uh, farmers and uh, retailers. And that's where the relief was aimed towards, right? To help maybe the struggling agriculture sector too and some of these stores. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll leave it there for now and on to our fifth keyword of the day. Cryptocurrency sell-off. Uh, Bitcoin extended its tumble on Monday and has now fallen by half from its record high. Mm. I mean, we've been warned of volatility, but it's mm. always the pace at which this happens is, mm. I, I think, each time alarming. What's the latest? Yeah, so uh, the cryptocurrency mar- market value was down $130 billion in the last 24 hours alone. As of 5.15pm mm. yesterday, the price of Bitcoin dropped to just over 43 million won. That's a 26% drop from the start of the sell-off on December 28th. That's according to some major Korean crypto trading uh, exchanges. It's also nearly half the record high of over 82 million won that was recorded back in uh, on November 9th. Many other popular cryptocurrencies, such as Ethereum, have also dropped in value. Uh, traders are hanging on to the upcoming meeting of the Federal Reserve, which convenes this week to discuss the direction of the economy and interest rates as well. Cryptocurrencies have been plummeting since the Fed announced that it would reduce its stimulus to the financial markets. Uh, Reduced stimulus and rising interest rates have hurt crypto prices uh, across the board and Mm. stock markets are also broadly lower. Mm. Uh, It's a bit surprising because cryptocurrency markets weren't really that affected by Federal Reserve announcements or Mm. policies, but it seems that it seems to be taking its toll now. Of course, this shows the volatility of cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is showing a slight rebound as we speak, but it's still well off, of course, its all-time high uh, that was set in November. Um, Though the current plunge might be jarring, this uh, volatility, of course, isn't unusual for the cryptocurrency market. It could, of course, by this time next week, it could reach (laughs) to another record high. Who knows? All right. On to our last keyword of the day positive view on Korea. So it turns out a recent government survey showed that the majority of foreigners living in and even outside of Korea have a positive mm-hmm. view of the country. Run us through the details. Yeah, according to the Culture Ministry's Korean Culture and Information Service, 80.5% of foreigners uh, have a positive wow. image of Korea in 2021. So that was a, a quite a high number there. That's Do you what, think BTS and Squid Game drives that up? Uh, well, that is part of the reason, <laughs> yes. Uh, that overall number is up 2.4 percentage points uh, from the same survey that was conducted a year ago mm-hmm. and if you consider that still in the high 70% range so it's still uh, it was quite uh, high in the previous year as right, well right. Um, in seven countries including Vietnam Turkey the Philippines and Thailand more than nine out of ten people had a positive view of Korea those being in Vietnam having the most positive view on the country uh, reasons behind the positive image as you say contemporary culture such as k-pop uh, and firms uh, that came into 23% others included products and brands. Mm. Korean cosmetics are very popular. Mm. Uh, Economic standing, (laughs) cultural heritage, and uh, national character as well, Mm. which is quite interesting. Uh, Compared to the 2020 survey, the latest poll found social systems and sports also contributed to sentiment as well. And uh, so usually in the younger demographic, 10s, Mm. 20s, and 30s show higher interest in Korea than older people. Mm. Um, The online poll was conducted in September on over 12,000 people aged 16 and older in 24 countries. I retract my previous statement because Mm. Squid Game came a little bit later. It did. It (laughs) did. But uh, Korean culture was still popular. The Hallyu way was still uh, prominent before that. Contents and films, if you will. Thank you so much, Aaron, for today's coverage. Have Mm -hmm. yourself a safe day. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.
If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.